Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode one, part two of the Kids Inc. podcast. I am Susan Yeager, and thank you for continuing to listen as I share stories from one of my life's greatest passions, Kids Incorporated. So I've learned a couple of things since I finished part one. First of all, there were 26 episodes in season one of Kids Incorporated. So sorry to slight season one of four episodes. 26 episodes. Riley did not own the place. He only worked there. So I uh, showed the first episode to a couple of friends and they're like, he did not own the place. And I'm like, oh, sorry, <laughs> I got that wrong. So Riley just worked and I'm like, oh, duh, there's a whole episode in season two about him not owning the place. How could I forget that? Anyway, so my mistake on that. And the third thing I've learned since finishing part one is that I talk way too much because I was really going to try to cover an overview of my experience with all nine seasons in 30 minutes or less, and that's just not going to happen because we're already halfway through the first episode. I'm only at 1987 and season four, and that's probably as far as I'm going to get in this first episode. So bear with me. Uh, Hopefully you guys are enjoying this and we'll have a lot of time to talk about all the little stories. Um, So a couple, a little bit before I proceed on about the California trip in 1987, there's a little bit of a backstory that I realized you guys probably need to know. And one of the first things is, uh, again, something so important in my life, and I don't know exactly when it happened, but way before there was email and computers and chat rooms and Facebook where you could find people who had similar interests, There were these people called pen pals, and this is where you actually took a pen to paper and wrote a letter and sent it to wherever in the country, out of the country. And somehow, uh, after Kids Incorporated started, I managed to start writing to a lot of people, and some of them are my best friends today. So I'm sure if uh, we continue on this journey, there will be episodes dedicated to pen pals because these guys are my homies. But anyway, um, shout out to all my pen pal friends. I love you. So one of the pen pals I had before I actually went to California called me a couple days before the trip and said, my mom and I are coming to California too. So I'm like, great, the more the merrier, you know. So this friend and her mom flew out the same time we did. And uh, it was really cute because her parents had been married 16 years and they had never spent a night apart. So when they got to their room, there was a bottle of champagne from the dad that said, I'll see you tomorrow. He couldn't stand to be away from them. So he flew out the next day. And I always just thought that was the greatest like thing. What a great love story. But anyway, I'm not going to share like much about her. We haven't been in contact in a while. And it's her story to tell. But I did want to acknowledge there was someone with me on this trip. But I I did not want to like tell her story. So hopefully she's listening. And uh, we had a great time. And so hopefully she's doing well. And I hope her parents are doing well. Um, We had a great time with them. But anyway, so pen pals figure in a lot to different parts of my experience. And so you'll be hearing a lot about them on down the line. Anyway, so um, also important to the story is in February of 1987, I had asked Ryan, 
could you ask Renee if I could have her phone number? Renee was one of my favorites. I just loved her. And the Lambert family was very close to her family. So he said, sure, I'll ask her. And he did. And she said yes, because she is like the sweetest person ever. And so I had been talking to Renee since probably around February, around her birthday that year. And um, so that's part of the backstory leading up to the California trip. So mom and I flew in on a Monday. And uh, when they got done with work, Ryan and Rasan came to the hotel. And that's the first time I met him. And they visited and we talked a lot. And uh, he brought me a Monster Squad poster and some things from the movie. Oh, because that was the other important thing I forgot to mention. Monster Squad came out on the Friday before we left for California. So, of course, I had seen it at least twice before we left on Monday. And so it was really cool to be out there around that uh, the time that the movie was coming out and, and all that. So um, Ryan and Rasan came to the hotel. Ryan brought me the Monster Squad poster and some other things from the movie, like a business card, a button, um, a little publicity thing. And I wish I knew. I just found the button. I was looking for some photos and I just found the button. Um, I hope I find the card and some other things. But um, he brought that. It was very nice. And so this was interesting, though, about the ghetto hotel I was telling you guys about. They, Ryan and Rasan looked out our window, and there's this beautiful church across the street. Well, in season four, the studio was really small. And so the dancers who would normally rehearse and everything in a studio were actually rehearsing across the street in that church, like in a huge room in that church. So it was really funny because my room overlooked the church where the dancers were rehearsing. And then my friend's room overlooked the theater where Monster Squad was playing. So as ghetto as that hotel was, it was kind of funny as a Kids Incorporated fan to be staying in between where the dancers were rehearsing and uh, where Monster Squad was playing. So anyway, we had a great visit with Ryan Emerson. We took a lot of pictures. Um, I want to tell you guys like a quick note about Rasan. Because I think my crush on Ryan was so, you know, big and that was my main focus, I did not appreciate Rasan's talents until I was older. And now you look back and you hear his voice and you're like, how could I have not like appreciated that more? So uh, I I did not appreciate Rasan as much as I should have. I, I loved him, of course. But I, I feel bad now. I was like, I should have made a bigger deal out of Rasan. Sorry, Rasan. Uh, but no, but he was great. And so the next day, oh, no, wait, I, I lost track. Hold on. So uh, Ryan and Rasan left and some other pen pals came and we went to um, see the Monster Squad, of course, <laughs> you know, which was really crazy because we had just met Ryan and that was a really crazy experience. So it was a great first day in Hollywood. Um, I'm not sure how much of this I'm going to get through because we're already like really close to like 10 minutes. So, but I'm going to tell you as much as I can. So the next day we went to the set for the first time 
And like I said, the the studio was really small, like where their dressing rooms would usually be in the studio. Um, Their trailer, they had trailers outside. So we got out of the car and we were walking into the studio and Moosey came out and he was going to his trailer and he was like, are you Susan? I heard you were coming today. And I like died. I'm like, oh my God, Moosey knows my name. I was so excited. So we said hello to him. And we went inside and the kids were filming a scene. And so we went into like the green room where the parents waited and there was a TV set up so you could see what they were filming. And it was the scene um, from What's in a Name? Is that the title of that episode? Uh, What's in a Name? Where Rasan tells everybody his name. And they're doing the scene where they're like, uh, Rocky, Rasan, Ripple. And they're like introducing the ice cream to him. And it was really interesting because, first of all, that was our first look at Connie and Richie, which was really cool to see them. Um, It was hard to lose, like, Martika and Andrea and Wendy and Darren and Mario um, that season. But it was always great when other kids came on. It was just a catch-22 because you hated losing such talented people. But it was always great to meet the new people. So this was our first look at Connie and Richie. It was also the first time I realized how many takes they did. Like you just you just think the magic happens, right? No, like it's take after take after take and little things go wrong. Someone drops something and they just have to keep saying the same lines over and over. And so there was an instant respect for the kids of like their process. The other thing that was really cool is like when someone would mess up or whatever, it was fun to see their interactions out of character. That's the first time I had seen that. And I remember, um, I think it was Moosey. There was, I'm not sure if it was his line, but there was a long pause and somebody didn't say their line. And Moosey was like, well, that was a pregnant pause. And he said, that pause had labor pains. And it just cracked me up. And I still remember it to this day. It's really funny. Um, But it was really cool to see them interacting, you know, as their own selves and not just their characters. So that was really cool. Um, Let me see what else I was going to tell you guys. Hold on. Let's see. Oh, so, you know, back to the studio being kind of small. You may have noticed on the fourth season... Part of the set is missing because the studio just wasn't big enough. Um, So I can't tell you exactly what was missing. But if you go back and watch the third season and they step out into the street, there are more buildings down the street and to the garage uh, than in the fourth season. The other thing I noticed uh, when we went to the set, and I don't think I noticed this before, I was like, oh, I want a picture on the stairs, right? Like the iconic stairs that they use in all the production numbers. Um, the stairs are like really small. They're not like actual size stairs. So if you go back and watch any of those production numbers where they're coming down the stairs, watch how the kids come down. They come down sideways because it's not big enough for their feet to step on like regularly. So that was really interesting. Um, what are the other things I'm trying to share like behind the scenes stuff that you guys may not know. Um, one of the other things is, when we were there for that scene with the Rocky Rasan Ripple, it wasn't really ice cream because the studio lights are so hot 
that ice cream melts way too fast. So it was icing. So you'll notice the kids aren't like really digging into the ice cream when they have scenes with the ice cream because it's really um, like cake icing, even though that was probably a bit of a sugar rush for them too. One of the other things I wanted to point out um, was their production schedule. And this is the way it was in the fourth season and all the way up through the ninth season, as far as I know. Um, there were a few exceptions to the schedule, but for the most part, on Monday, the actors would rehearse their scenes and block, uh, meaning, you know, the director would tell them, stand here, sit here, and they would block their scenes on Monday while the dancers were rehearsing the production numbers. And then on Tuesday, the actors would film the scenes and the dancers would still be rehearsing production numbers. Then on Wednesday, everybody would come together and rehearse the concert numbers. Then on Thursday, they would film the concert numbers in front of the audience and bring the audience in. Then on Friday, everybody would come together and rehearse the production numbers And then on Saturday, they would film the production numbers. And that was the schedule. You know, there were exceptions we'll probably talk about later in later episodes. But for the most part, that was the way that it was broken down. So, um, goodness gracious, I'm already like running out of time. So that was some of the highlights from that first trip and hopefully a little insight into some of the production and things like that. Of course, there are way more stories to tell, so I hope you will stick with me. A little bit of housekeeping, like I'm going to put at the end of this, our social media pages. I really hope you will find us on social media and tell us what you like, what you don't like. Uh, Talk to us about Kids Incorporated. Who was your favorite cast members? What were your favorite episodes? Um, what do you want to hear about in this podcast? If, if we're blessed to continue on, who do you want to hear from? What questions do you have for those people? So at the end of this, I'm going to put up our social media channels. And also I read my podcasting for dummies that says you should have a sign off, you know, to let people know you're wrapping up. So I wanted to think of a good sign off. And what I came up with was be good to others Be good to yourself, and may the joy, excitement, hope, and magic that was Kids Incorporated find a way into your life every day. See you next time.